Welcome back to the Menopause Movement Podcast. This week, we are going to show you episode two of the Dr. Michelle Gordon Show. We are traveling from Los Angeles to Mallorca. It's a really long trip. We're going to meet Mr. Reed of Reed's Hotel, and we're going to talk about his beautiful hotel there in Mallorca. We're going to go for some bike rides, and there might be just a little bit of strife between the women, but I'm not going to give that away. Enjoy the show. I'm Dr. Michelle Gordon, and this is my show. Come and join us on our journey through Spain. We've got a show about food, wine, fitness, travel, and community. Seven women, one journey through this beautiful country. It's going to be great. I think for me, it was really exciting to see this dream come to a reality. I'm a doctor. I want to reach women talk about what happens to us in midlife. Nobody talks about menopause. I've been having hot flashes for the last four years. And when they first started happening, I'm like, what is happening to me? Felt like I was embarrassed. I'm like, why is this happening? But I didn't know what to expect during menopause. And I don't think we do a good job of educating our young women about what to expect. That was a big mission for me. This group of women is all in the perimenopausal menopausal age group. We've all had our children grow up, we've raised our children, and we all were looking for, a, you know, what's next? It was really important that we picked something that was adventurous so that we could look at our lives as more of an adventure. We were so excited that we got to go to Europe and hang out in this beautiful hotel in this really exotic location. It was a dream come true and really a trip of a lifetime for many of the women on the show. We decided to go to Spain to Mallorca particularly because Mallorca is one of the biggest bicycle havens on the planet. Mallorca is the destination for many elite cyclists for winter training. It's a small island in the middle of the ocean that has lots and lots and lots of great trails. It's mountains and it's ocean and it's absolutely gorgeous. Spain. It's so great. Wow. We are having so much fun and I have never seen anything as beautiful. There's palm trees everywhere. There's so much water and it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, this island of Mallorca, I want to live here. I, I don't want to go anywhere else. The time difference from Los Angeles. Now, I live in New York, all right? So going to Europe is six hours. That's, that's a doable jet lag. From Los Angeles, it's nine hours. That was inhuman. It was hard, I, and then I was up in the middle of the night, and so managing that jet lag was difficult for me. I've since, though, learned that the best way to manage jet lag is to take a nice hot bath when you get there. But anyway, we got into a van, and we went to the Reed's Hotel, and let me tell you, I, I thought that the coast was beautiful, but the inland was even more beautiful. I mean, we're talking, the Reed's Hotel is such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful location, and it's at the, the site of a previous farm, and what he did was he took this beaten down, almost like it was all dilapidated, and he created this beautiful hotel. I got a chance to interview Vivian Reed, the owner of the Reed's Hotel. Let's take a look at that. We're here at the Reed's Hotel with Mr. Vivian Reed, the owner and proprietor and our host for the week here in the beautiful mm -hmm. island of Mallorca. Yeah. How are you today? Super good. 
Super. But I'm super good every day. You got to be when you own a hotel. I imagine. Ah,、uh, because you can never have a miserable day. Can you tell me a little bit about your hotel? When did you buy it? Well, I didn't buy the hotel. I created the hotel, but I bought the building, which is now the hotel, in 1988.、Uh, mind you, I didn't know what I was taking on, because when I bought it, it had been empty for 40 years, and、um, it looked like it too. The whole journey to get it open took seven years. Seven years from start、uh-huh. to finish. And had I known it was going to take seven years, I'd have stayed back home. So tell me a little bit about the process. You bought the pro- the, the building. It was a, a farm before you bought、yeah. the property. When, and, I, when and I, the I bought the building. There was no sanitary system. There was no electricity.、Oh, there was、wow. a dirt floor, and it was yeah, it was difficult to see how anyone could live in it. So it was a very big project. So there was nothing outside of Palmer or the beach by way of hotels. And as really tourism is all they've got, you would have thought they'd have devoted some time to the interior of the island, which you know from your visit here is extremely beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah, but they just abandoned it. They thought everything. Was the seaside? Yeah. I mean, bikers love the island because it ticks all the boxes for them. It's got mountains, so you've、mm-hmm. got plenty of climbing. It's got flat. It's got very, very good road surfaces, and probably most important of all, it's got very respectful four-wheel traffic. So, have you always had cyclists stay at your hotel? With Trek, now must be must be six or seven years, I suppose.、Mm-hmm. Long time. But you see the difference that biking has made to the whole island. You go into Santa Maria now, the little town. And every cafe and bar would be full only of bikers. And when the bikers go, all the cafes and bars have is a couple of old Mayakin men drinking <laughs> a cortado over three hours and reading the newspaper. So they can't believe their luck. So it's very good for the economy of the island. I wanted to ask you just a little bit about the hotel. There's a room just off of the lobby that has a big oh, the tafana. Tafana.、Uh, previous years, or a long time ago, a lot of、uh, tafanas because that's where they crush the olives to make olive oil. Okay. Well, it was last used as an olive press in about 1940. Okay. So you're talking 75 years ago. Do you know when it was built? Like all big houses everywhere, over the years, every owner has a stab at sticking something else on them.、Mm-hmm. So I mean, the oldest part is what is now the bar. Which is about 1650, and that was just the glorified storeroom for the farm.、Okay. I mean, it comes across as looking some wonderful chapel with the arches and the height of it. But all it was, they made it so high, so the heat dissipated up. They didn't put any windows in because they didn't want the sun in, and it just had a dirt floor when I when I bought it. And that's where all the produce of the land was kept. But it's a very, very beautiful room. It makes a lovely room. Oh yeah, it's beautiful there. Yeah, yeah. of course. Sounds all, nice. Having、too. all the frescoes on the wall, because it was so the walls were so huge, I thought they just had to be frescoed. And I was very lucky to have a wonderful artist to do it for me. So you had somebody come and do frescoes in just that room or other parts? Well, once you start, boy, you keep going.、Uh-huh. I mean, when you when you've got an artist as good he, as he is,、uh-huh. because what it does, apart from anything else, it individualizes the building. I don't really do minimalism. I do maximalism. <laughs> so there's stuff everywhere. There's all the antique furniture, and there's all the frescoes, and all the funny lighting, and the whole lot. Because the nice thing is, as I'm not a hotelier by profession, I don't come into that business with all the baggage of a professional hotelier. Like first thing, you have to have all the rooms the same, because if you don't, when Mr. Sanso wants room Sanso and it's occupied and he can't have it. 
um, he's not too happy. But if they're all the same, he's happy. So I have all the rooms different, which probably isn't very clever commercially, but uh, is interesting for the guests. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Do you have a favourite room? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, the... Um, the Sultan Suite. It's, uh, the apogee of my career. Is that career the one that a, has the private uh, gate? Uh, that's the one that has the private terrace. That's the okay. one that's a, a copy of Marrakesh. And I bought everything there. I went over three times. But it's a fabulous room. You must see it before you go. Oh, definitely. I'll definitely must, must. take a look at very it. special. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, and we're very happy that you hosted us here. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. That's great. As long as you've enjoyed it, that's job done. I ride a bike is because I want to stay healthy and I want to keep my heart healthy and the way I train my heart rate goes up to you know sometimes it goes up over 100% of maximum based on this 220 minus age thing but I ride a bike because I can ride it and I don't have a lot of pain afterwards when I run I have some pain afterwards when I lift weights I have pain afterwards but this is a great cardio exercise and it doesn't hurt my joints and it helps my brain that's why I ride a bike. We're here at Reed's Hotel in Santa Maria on the beautiful island of Mallorca. We traveled yesterday and we're all rested up and we're ready to ride. Let's go. Hey, hi, how are you doing? How are you? I'm Michelle. Thank you. My name is Bieber. Hi, Bieber. I'm a tech travel guy. Uh huh. And welcome to our Mallorca Ride Camp. Oh, I'm very excited to be here. Yes, me too. Let's, so let's take a look at the bikes. Yes, we prepared you a Domani with huh? carbon wheels and electronic shifting. Oh, great! And we Stick put it, it down. on your measurements. Uh huh. And. Uh, we just hope you're gonna really enjoy this. Oh, I'm looking forward to riding it. I, I rode a bike with uh, electronic shifting when I was in Santa Barbara, Beautiful. and uh, it, was, it was really fantastic. So I'm looking forward to riding this bike. Yeah, and here you're gonna enjoy it because it's some incredible ride. Yeah. You're gonna have nice sunny days and it, just beautiful. Are we uh, are we riding up mountains? Absolutely, yes. Oh, great. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to love it as my legs are screaming at me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, how, how long have you been doing the trek, the trek rides? I'm pretty new in the uh -huh. trek travel. But okay. So I got here in uh, April. Okay. And I've been guiding across Italy, Dolomites, oh, Belgium, wow. Mallorca. Chiquitere. So you love to travel and you love to cycle. Yeah, absolutely, okay. yes, absolutely. Right, that's yes. great. So how long have you been cycling? I've been cycling like more than ten years. All right. Yeah, yeah. So now you're a professional cyclist. I was. Uh, I did racing and I did also triathlons. Yeah. Wow. So everybody, let's go for a ride. Yay! Yeah, Woo! let's do it. Hey, right, we put our helmets on, and let me hold your bike. Oh, great. It's a long ride. So the short option today, it's 93 kilometers. The long option is 116. So uh, take good decisions. <laughs> and uh, very important, eat, drink, uh, get your pockets full of stuff, ID, and especially a phone. You have a problem, you call us. Uh, Celine is in the van, I'm on the bike, and we're trying to obviously to support as much as we can, everybody. If you want to stop the van anytime, you just need to do this, uh, this really nice choreography. You put your fist, your left fist out, and you don't wave to us, because if you wave to me, I will wave you back and say, yeah, we have a great time. So yeah, if you want to stop, 
and I will find a, a safe place for you and the van. Then on top of the Paso Soyer, we'll decide <laughs> who is fit, who feels good. Um, what I would recommend, for example, we can shuttle some people down to this mountain because it's very slippery. It's in the shade. So be very, very careful. Every road that goes down towards Soyer is slippery, okay, because it's in a valley. After that, you have the Push Major. It's a 14K climb. It's a average grade of five and a half percent. It's Mallorca grade, it's nice, but it's long, it's very long. Once we go down the Push Major, we go the Gorbao, and we have a left turn towards the Sacalobra. There is a good place also, uh, we are trying to be there because we're gonna be, be really spread out to be there with the van, also with the sandwiches, okay, for the food. And there is a place to get coffee. Oh, coffee. Oh, There's, oh, we like this. Taking the picture. Let's get a coffee. Okay. Anybody want a coffee? Here, let's stop that. Okay. Then uh, at that place, uh, people can decide if they want to do the Sacalobra. Sacalobra first, you go with uh, three kilometer up and then you go 10 kilometer down. Be careful, this 10 kilometer down, you have to come back up. Oh. Okay, and it's a few kilometers are at 9%. Riding through Santa Maria was so much fun. It's beautiful there, it's quaint. Just a lot of little teeny shops and being in a, in a really welcoming environment makes a difference. It makes a difference to my mood as a cyclist, made a difference to our group as, as a group of cyclists. It was invigorating to be in that type of environment. The roads were this wide. We've got cars going both ways. We've got bicyclists going both ways. And we're talking about super, super narrow roads. I mean, that in and of itself was scary, except that the people in Majorca love the cyclists, so they give them the right of way. I mean, I wasn't afraid ever of a car. Today I did so good. Dr. Michelle was like, you know, on her computer and kind of showing us, I think we went like 2,000 feet today and 30 something miles, which 30 something miles really great. You know, I kind of do that back home, but there was some climbs and there were some hills and you know, oh my gosh, it just, ah, it was really great. I'm gonna talk to you now about the benefits of cycling, but I don't want you to go out and buy a bike if you have been sedentary for a long time. And that's very important. It's important to start exercise slowly and to slowly build up your volume. And that's what I did when I got back into exercise and that's what I want you to do when you get back into exercise yourself. When we do something hard, something that's a big challenge where we're just on the edge of our comfort zone, it's us and the thing. It's not us and a big group. It's just us and the thing that we're trying to do. And this is kind of a metaphor for anything that we want in our lives. I mean, anytime that I'm pushing to think something new or even in doing this show, right? I'm sitting on the edge of my comfort zone. And that's how I felt going up this mountain. I was like, okay, okay, I can't do it. Yes, you can, I can't, yes, you can. <laughs> so, and that's what I had to do over and over and over in my head. And I was distracted by the Garmin thing. It's because it tells you the percentage and um, the grade. And so every time I was looking at it, I'm like, 
What? Two percent? It looks like a four percent from Santa Barbara. My thing never started. You have miles? Here, I never it here. Oh, oh okay. yeah, this is. It never miles. started. I've got kilometers. So I'm going to take Michelle's. Uh, I like the kilometers because I'm going forty. <laughs> the gears are like. You have to barely touch. It's really nice. I mean, it's a really nice bike, but when you used to clink, clink, like like stronger, you know, it's it's hard to just adjust to a poof and poof and It's just like it's really cool, actually. My biggest fear of this trip really was the elevation. Well, I think I texted you probably a hundred times. I don't think I can do a hundred feet per mile. I don't think I can do a hundred feet per mile. That was really scary. And something happened to me about two weeks ago, where I just started liking the climbing. And I, in my whole career as a cyclist, and I've been cycling, like I said, for about 30 years, I've always just dreaded doing hills. And today, actually, I said, I want to finish this climb. And we went back out, and we've been, when we finished it, we went to the top. And that that's a big change. And, and I, think, I think a lot of it has to do with mindset. I mean, anytime... I've wanted to do something in my life. Anytime I've I've wanted to get to the next level, it's always been a mindset thing, always. And that's that's what I'm noticing is that I can do anything as long as I get my mind right. Well, I'm doing things I didn't think I could do before. I mean, I did ride up a mountain and uh, never done that before, but I'll do it again. Only Katya and I were able to complete Push Bajor. What's the uh, elevation on this right now? I don't know, but. A four percent Spanish is to be a seven percent. Yep. Santa Barbara. Yep. Olé. Olé. So you feel good, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. It's good, Mama. Shannon did the first mountain. How are you feeling? Pretty good. It's a pretty steep climb and pretty steady. How far have you gone so far today? How far have I gone today? Thirteen point three kilometers so far. Nice, nice. Just the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Molly's bike broke down going up that mountain. Uh, damn it. Uh, I can't get it on. How I got through Pouge Major was I said to myself, okay, you can go, it was like 7% grade, so it wasn't, it wasn't easy. How I did it was I, you know, the bike was in the lowest gear and the first time I went for like 10 minutes and I said, okay, I'm gonna take a break. And then I said, well, if I can do 10 minutes, I can do 20 minutes. And so I just would go, I was riding and I was alone. Nobody was riding with me. I'm like, okay, 20 minutes. And then I was like, 19 minutes, yeah. And then I just counted down, I just counted down. And I still do that today when I, when I ride and it's really hard, I just count down. Oh, I'm great. So much fun. Let me tell you, this is a big mountain. Feels difficult. So I just took a break every 20 minutes, and all told, including breaks, it took me about two hours to go up the 10,000 meters. I've gone 10 miles, 10.6 in 59 minutes. It's a lot of climbing. I see you up there. So how much more do you have? A lot. We just, this was like, this much, and then we go down, and then we go this much. Yeah. So this was five, about three kilometers, the next one's five kilometers, and it looks like it's straight up. Majorca is not a place to begin your cycling journey. If you're an intermediate cyclist, if you've cycled for a while, that's the place to go. But Majorca has some very, very advanced rides. 
If you have a guide and you want to ride in the winter, and you if you if you live somewhere where it's really cold in the winter and you want to go to ride in Mallorca, make sure you get a guide who can take you on rides that are appropriate for you. Katya really, really trained. I mean, she trained in the mountains of Santa Barbara, and so she was ready. And I think she did it just a little faster than me. She's in a little bit better shape than I was. And that was great because six weeks prior to, to filming had had one of her leads changed in her pacemaker. Hi guys, so this is it. We're going down for surgery and I'm all hooked up. Oh, no more, <laughs> I guess. But uh, we're going uh, to have the atrium lead replaced. She was able to get back in and train and was really able to do a good job. And I have to say that after I went up the mountain, I was done. I went back down and, and I got into the van and Katya rode all the way back. She had a lot of energy. <laughs> uh, one day I was climbing Ladera Lane in Santa Barbara and I felt uh, pressure on my chest. So I called my cardiologist and I said, something is wrong. We need to look at it and I cannot climb. I've got issues. So he put me on a treadmill for a stress test and so that I had actually atrial fibrillation. So <laughs> something new because I've, um, my condition with my pacemaker is a complete heart block. I had uh, this when I was 29. Fibrillation is different. It's a lots of, uh, it's a, uh, almost like an electrical rhythm in your heart that is uh, really, really fast. The pacer can't follow that. It interprets it, it sees it as atrial fibrillation, and then from there it says, okay, I'm gonna just pace the lower chamber the best I can. And that's mm -hmm. why it's ending up slowing down. He decided to um, change my lead, so that's what he was thinking about. The problem is um, my leads were in my heart for 20 years, and this was a much bigger surgery. It was much uh, scary surgery. And we came to Mallorca a month and a half later. So, but I stayed without working out about two and a half, three weeks, which was painful. First thing I have to say is do not, I mean it, do not embark on an exercise program without getting checked out by your doctor. And the reason I say that is if you live in somewhere that's, that's winter, that has winter, every year you know of somebody, you hear about somebody who died shoveling snow. And the reason that happens is that people who don't normally exercise and don't have good heart muscles go out and have to exercise and they end up dying because they overstrain their heart. So heart disease is a leading killer of men and women. And until recently, all of the heart studies have been done on men. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Okay. So we completely ignored half of the population in our heart studies. So what's very interesting about that is when women have heart attacks, their symptoms are very different from men's. Women will have a slow ache or they might have a little jaw pain or maybe a little arm pain. I think as women, we need to know that we're gonna have different symptoms and I think it's really important. So a little chest pain in a woman could be anxiety, but it could be a heart attack. And especially at our age, if there's chest pain, go to the doctor, go to the ER, get checked out. I think as we age, um, we're more susceptible to heart disease and to other diseases. We wanna try to avoid disease. And again, I'm gonna go back to food. So in medical school, we're taught how to manage chronic disease. We're not taught how to prevent chronic disease. And I truly believe that we can prevent chronic disease by managing our diets. 
One of the things that I'm trying to stress is that fitness is important. Now, I'm not saying you have to have chiseled arms or chiseled abs or chiseled anything, really. You can be a blob and be in, and be in bad shape. You can be a blob and be in good shape. There are people who are super skinny and maybe be able to see some of their muscles and aren't in good shape. When I say fitness, I'm talking about somebody who exercises regularly, and that is 30 to 45 minutes of hardcore exercise where you're getting your heart rate up to where you're breathing heavy for at least half of that workout. So at least three to five times a week. And that is gonna keep your heart in good shape. It's gonna help your muscles to grow. And then if something happens, like, like you have a change in your life, like menopause, or if you have a big stressor, like you move or you get divorced or your children leave, at least your body is gonna help you get through that. Even if you had a trauma, say you had a car accident or you broke your leg or something happened, the more fit you are, the better health you have, the, the more you're gonna be able to get through it. And that goes all back to diet. I'm gonna keep coming back to that. Fresh, healthy, green, locally grown, locally sourced vegetables and fruits and meat. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Come join us next time when we go learn about jamón at Reserva Iberica. We go to Valdemosa, where the mountains meet the ocean, and we get to swim in the Mediterranean. I'm not, I can't jump in, I don't have clothes. I don't either. Who wants to jump in? Wow, so this is the Mediterranean Sea and it's warm, but not really, it's cold. But actually, I think I can get used to it. We're gonna talk about women's health in a way that you've never heard before. We're gonna be very candid about the changes our bodies are going through and what's happened to us throughout our lives. Don't miss it. Hey, thanks for listening to the, the Menopause Movement podcast and joining in. I really appreciate you. And if you liked it, please head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a positive review. That will really help us out. And don't forget to sign up for the Menopause Workshop. You can sign up at menopauseworkshop.com. I'll see you there.